This is Foxborough Files, a New England Patriots podcast hosted by obsessive Pats fans with zero football background. I'm your host, Dan Roach, alongside Zach Lacey. Let's get to it, Zach. How are you feeling? Uh, feeling good. Um, you know, some of the Pats moves were a little head-scratching, but um, overall, I'm feeling luster. good. Yeah. Um, I didn't really have like a set plan. I figured we could just run through the losses and additions to, to this team. Um, let's start in. I mean, I mean, they lose JC Jackson. That's the big headliner. Everyone thought he was going to be gone. He ended up getting paid, went to the, um, chargers. He got like what? 16, five AAV. Five years for 82 and a half. Yeah. Whatever that works out to. Yeah, Where's little Mike? We need the quick math. Yeah, Fendi. Um, but I mean, good good contract for him. Looks like they front loaded it in case uh, you know, some of his uh, I think a lot of a lot of people doubt JC Jackson's ability. I think that there's a lot of lot to be said for players coming out of a Bill Belichick coached uh, defense. You know, whether or not they're going to be able to, to to go to other systems, but good for him. He gets paid. Not so good for the Patriots. They lose Stephon Gilmore and J.C. Jackson for like basically nothing um, this, this last year. Yeah, you know, not not great um, to lose two guys at that high profile for, what, a fifth, fifth round pick for Gilmore? Yeah. Something like that combined. Um, they'll get a nice, nice comp pick next year. Because uh, of JC, but you know, I, w- everybody knew that they weren't. Bill wasn't going to pay JC, and is he going to be worth that in five years? Probably not. Uh, he gets forty million guaranteed. Good for him. He got the bag, and the Chargers are going for it. They're making some big moves, unlike the Pats. Yeah, I mean, Pats Pats have a lot of holes. Um. Yeah, plain and simple. I think the, the the real annoying thing with J.C. Jackson and Stephon Gilmore leaving, um, yeah, your best your number one corner right now is Jalen Mills, who I think was, <laughs> you know, at best subpar last year. Yeah. Big time for uh, Mike's guy Sean Wade. Should he should be able to make the roster again? Yeah, I mean. You hope that there's more coming out that at that position because that's just not going to hold up against uh, the receivers that are out there. Um, maybe it would hold up against your own receiving core, but uh, not some of the other the other units out there. Hundred percent. I got to think they're looking to address that somewhere in the draft because uh, what they have in house right now is yeah, it's not going to get it done. Yeah, Jalen Mills, you got him. I think he's he's okay. I think he's a hybrid player between a quarterback and a safety, more versatile rather than like a stud than what it's like Joe John Williams, who's been torched every step of the way. Mm-hmm. Um, Jonathan Jones coming back off injury. You hope that he has a good year. He's been pretty good in the slot. Again, another guy who's getting older though. Sean Wade. I mean, what even is Sean Wade? You don't you don't know. He's an unknown commodity. So. Just a lot to be figured out there. You hope that they add to that group. Um, 
The Pats also lose Ted Karras. He signed for 18 over three years with the Bengals. So good for the Bengals because they need to share up their line for four Joe Burrow. I think, did you hear a story though about it? They went and, and so the Pats offer was reportedly three and 15, but they gave him an, like an expiration date on the offer. And after, after the offer expired, they came back to him. It was like Sunday or whatever. And then they went back to him and they're like, yeah, now our offer is three and 13 because you didn't take it. Oh, I did not hear that. Yep. Kind of scummy. Kind of spicy. Why, why are you going to, that doesn't really make, you going to punish the guy for looking around at his options? So, I mean, there's two ways to look at this. I think some of the, uh, the more cynical media in Boston are looking at it as the same old Patriots thinking that they have Tom Brady and they can dictate the market. You know, if you're going to, this is what the offer is going to be. And if you don't take it, when we want you to take it, then the offer is going to go away and it'll be less. Um, so that, that I think is a narrative you'll hear a lot if you do any reading or listen to, you know, any talk radio or podcast. The other narrative I think that it could be is just plain and simple with free agency going on. The Pat said, look, we like you. This is our offer. We want you to stay. But if you don't, then we need to make other moves. Um, and they have made other moves in the offensive line. Um, so maybe maybe it's just a realistic thing where they want to set a deadline for themselves to be able to go out and still make moves. Um, so I'm, I don't really know. Those are just speculation. But No, I, I, I get that, that they want to have time to make other moves. But why do you come back then with another offer? If you're going to set this time, this time uh, crunch, whatever, why do you come back then with a, another offer to him? Yeah, fair, fair. Second guess there. Yeah, I don't, that doesn't make a whole lot of sense to me. But Karras, sneaky, sneaky big loss. I mean, he ended up taking over for uh, left guard halfway through the season last year. He started and, like 11 games. Yeah. So another big loss a lot along the offensive line there. Mm. He's a guy who – I know he, he spent a year with the Dolphins, but um, he was here for a while before that. So he's somebody that's been in-house that you don't really have to worry about, you know, what coaching he's received. You, you have a lot of knowledge about where he's at. So clearly a guy they wanted on the team, judging by the offer they did make. So – yeah, I mean, that, that's going to hurt when you lose him. Um, and then you turn around and then you trade Shaq Mason to the, the Bucks. So um, they traded uh, Shaq Mason. He's, I think, I don't know how many years he left, but I know he was going to count like 10 million against the cap. He's 28, I believe. Um, and the Patriots received back a fifth round pick. So again, like a really late round, just useless, borderline useless pick. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it's like seven and a half and nine and a half the next two years, something like that for him. Um, so I mean, they save. I think it was like seven million against the cap this year. Uh, it's like three three million or so in dead money. But uh, yeah, I, the, only getting a fifth round pick for him. He was one of the top guards in the league last year. At, at 28, I really an extra year of control, I really don't get it. I, I feel like you should have been able to get more than more than a fifth round pick. Yeah, I would. Uh, I'd, I'd agree. I, I think, you know, sometimes in these trades, it feels like um, when you trade a, a veteran player 
for a pick, usually you think that the pick should be more unless you're trading like a franchise quarterback. Like I remember like, you know, stud wide receivers will go and you'll be like, really? All they got was like a third and a fourth. Like what the hell? But, um, you know, so maybe, maybe I think the second guess here is they should have gone and like, like the, the bucks just went out and they signed uh Russell Gage. Like what's Scotty Miller's deal. We could use Scotty Miller. Mm-hmm. What's he going to do? Sit behind Mike Evans, Chris Godwin and Russell Gage. And I think they had some other guy popping for him like this past year. I think there was an avenue to maybe get a player there at a position of need and the Patriots um, failed there to address it. Um, I guess they clear some cap space if you want a positive light for that. But again, I think weak return for a good player. Um, and now your O-line just becomes more suspect. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you just, they do have a Wenu, so they're not, they're not super dead, but you just lost your, your two starting guards from last season. Yep. So yeah. Chemistry is a real thing with, with uh, offensive linemen and, I get everybody on the team, but those guys are a unit inside and you take away two fifths of that. You got to create a whole new, uh, whole new thing for the next year. Yeah, for sure. Um, the last, and the other thing I did want to touch it, did they just change? Is Carmen Brasillo still here? Or did he go over to with the Raiders? I think the Patriots might have either a, a, re- a relatively new, offensive line coach or a brand new offensive line coach. So I think that's another thing to watch that unit could be in some trouble next year. And, you know, I'm a firm believer with the run game goes with the offensive line. So, um, you know, a guy like Damian Harris, a guy like Ramondre Stevenson, I think that, you know, as of right now, the way things look and are shaping up, you know, pencil them in for maybe a little bit of a dip in production for next year, which is, which is sad for a team. Cause that's for, for this team. Cause that, that was one of their strengths. Well, they're both also slated for, uh, dip in production with uh that other guy that they're bringing back yeah james white back on there's some new thing that like veterans if you get them for the minimum they count like nothing against the cap so uh, they took advantage of that with james white uh and matthew slater um but james white i mean good guy probably one of your better offensive weapons until uh, he went down last year um and i went down early um, but you know, he's, he's, an, he's a very likable guy. I mean, he's not a game changer by any means and very much the pass catching or third down back in, in this system. Um, but he's cheap, whatever. Yeah. I mean, they didn't have, you had Brandon Bolden out there on third downs last year, catching passes. I mean, he, he, he did okay, but he's not James white. Yeah. Uh, we'll see how he is coming back off, off major injury, but yeah, there's not really much of a downside there. I think it ends up being like 500k if he doesn't if he gets cut or something. So he's a four-time captain, well-liked guy in the locker room. Uh, obviously, he's a Super Bowl hero. I love James White. I don't. It, it's now you get three running backs, who all are worthy of being on the field at any given time. Uh that I, I don't see the the path for all three of them getting meaningful meaningful snaps. I think something's got to change. I mean, obviously, running back is the position probably most in the NFL that guys get hurt and you need a lot of depth there. But uh, I think it's time that they move Damien at least if they can. 
Yeah, I think I know you've been you've been on this narrative a little bit, and you know we've talked off offline about that. But um, I guess I'm I'm not the biggest fan of that. I know he only has a year left um, on his rookie deal. I don't know. I think that I'd rather use him for this year. Um, maybe see what what he costs. Um, James White to me isn't a long term solution, and and to me the the Patriots' feature at, at this position is Damian Harris and Ramondre Stevenson or some combination of that. Um, of course, you can always go and get guys. You know, Rex Burkhead was a guy that they brought in and was relatively productive here. I think that there are mm-hmm. people that you can bring in at this position, um, but I don't know. I'd, unless unless you can really get a lot for Damian Harris, I mean, I don't mind dangling pretty much anybody aside from Mac Jones on this this roster. Um, so I yeah, guess, yeah, I just don't I don't see a way that they he, he's going to get paid by somebody next year. He, he's a very good running back. And I just don't see that being the Pats, especially with Ramondre on the team. They just spent good draft capital to get him. And he was very productive last year. So I don't see a way that he ends up, that they end up bringing Damian back. So might as well see what you can get for him. Unless, unless you want to let him walk like JC. Mm. Yeah. I mean, I just don't know what you get for Damian Harris. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, if you look around, if you find a team that's running back needy or maybe middle of the season, somebody gets hurt and they really need a running back, then maybe that's the that's the point where you're more apt to move him and just, uh, yeah. I mean, if they only got a fifth-round pick for Shaq Mason with two years of control left, who is one of the best guards in the league, what the hell are they going to get for Damian? Yeah. And then I think, I mean, I mean, again, if, if it's player for player, if you can move Damian Harris to get, you know, a, a, a budding, maybe not a stud, but, but a budding uh, wide receiver who's got a year or two left, um, you know, similar to Damian Harris. Sure. I think that that's a, that's a win-win for this team, but um, yeah, I, I guess I, I don't, I don't see it happening, um, but this team it, probably open to a lot of different avenues right now. They did trade away Chase Winovich. I think he's been pretty underwhelming his entire tenure here. Um, he started out, I think that first season he was kind of, there was some promise there if I remember. And then never really injury so much. He just sort of, his role got diminished. There were some, maybe some attitude slash locker room stuff going on. You know, not that he was like a bad guy. I think he was just like, I think honestly, I think he wanted to be an Instagram influencer and yes, didn't really care about football. So um yeah i mean i'm happy he's gone he blocked me on instagram i hate him <laughs> he's busy Look, like it, the Patriots yeah. are losing and he was tweeting about like dumb stuff about his hair i was like dude buckle down <laughs> yeah i mean he only played like i think it was like 10 percent of the snaps last year um was a healthy scratch for a few games including the, the playoff blowout loss um and you get back mac wilson from the from the Browns, an actual linebacker who can play inside. Uh, went to Bama, so you know he's a stud. Uh, he's on his last year of his of his rookie deal, but he's only twenty four. Potential high tower replacement. Get a year in with high tower to learn the system and uh, garner some some reps in there, and then hand the keys over. Yeah, I think. I don't know much about this guy, um, Mac Wilson, but 
they need help at linebacker. Hopefully he's more of a true linebacker. I know Winovich was kind of like a hybrid kind of edge guy. Um, one distressed asset for another was, was what I had heard a call, uh, heard, heard this trade referred to. So, I mean, it can't hurt. Chase Winovich really didn't have a role in this team. Um, hopefully this guy can give him something. We'll see what happens. Um, yeah, he's definitely much more of a, an inside, like off the ball linebacker. Um, he was a stud at Bama, but he's just a, he's, he's fast. He's just a little bit smaller than your prototypical, like inside linebacker, Mm. but he's pretty athletic. So, I mean, nobody plays good with the Browns. So maybe he just needed a new change of scenery. Yeah. I mean, certainly hope that's, that's the case. His team could really use some help at linebacker. Uh, they, they, They also bring back Matthew Slater. Um, I mean, I think they did a whole host of these uh, sort of, they called them uh, culture culture signings or culture fits or whatever. So Matthew yeah. Slater is one of them. I mean, leader on the team. I, I don't know. At this point, I'm kind of, this team needs to grow. It needs to get younger. And so I look at some of these signings and I wish, I wish that maybe they had tried maybe some other options in free agency. Matthew Slater less so. I mean, he's a special teamer. It's not like you're going to go find some, game-breaking special teamer but you know like brian hoyer i think is, is really kind of the big knots in the belt like bringing him back so they do bring back matthew slater um you know, that, that that's good um it's not really gonna it's not it's not it's not really a big change a lot of these are just bringing back the same people devin mccourty's back he's another year older um nine million i think is a reasonable number for him nothing crazy uh, brian hoyer is i think he's had a two-year deal right like i yeah that does nothing for me if, if you want him to be a coach and I know that rumor swirling around, then make him a coach. Yeah. I am backup quarterback. He's, uh, he knows the system. He's, he's there in case of emergency and to help Mac grow as a, as a professional quarterback. Um, he's your backup quarterback for a reason. He doesn't bring much to the table on the field. Um, uh, like, like you said, it's much more of a, a culture signing in the locker room thing rather than actual talent for him. And so, I mean, Slater's still good on the field, but good at covering punts and stuff. Not, not bringing a whole ton to there. McCordy one, I, he, he is getting old. Um, he's still productive somewhat, but I think that this will be his last year. Yeah. So, and then I, Nick Folk is back. I mean, that's, that's a good signing sign. of the year. <laughs> well, I hope not. Cause that as good as he is, I think you're hoping for more <laughs> a little bit, um, but he's been steady. I think his, his resurgence as a, as a productive and, and steady kicker has been uh, really good for this team. So I think uh, as a fan of the team, you gotta be happy that, he, that he's back. Oh, absolute stud. Uh, I love him. Um, and for what he did, the five million I think for two years, it's fine. Solid. Uh, bad for uh, bad for Quinn Nordeen though. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, maybe look at another look at him in camp. We'll see what happens. Um, James Ferrets is the the last uh last signing. So I guess. A little bit of bolster there. I wonder if they 
hopefully don't, but maybe do project him as a uh, an offensive starter. Because uh, I think your, your your offensive line right now is what Andrews, Ferenc, Onwenu, and then your right tackle is like what Justin Haran, and your left tackle is Win, who's already playing on his fifth year option. Yeah. I don't know. That needs some work. I'd expect them to not be done. I hope they're not done. Um, with that, remaining free agents that I think um, are available f- are from the Patriots um, would be Jawan Wentley. Uh, Brandon Bolden is an unrestricted free agent. You can probably pencil him in as pretty much gone now that uh, James White's back. Um, Trent Brown, he's probably fixing to leave and get get some good money. He tweeted out that he wanted a home for the next eight years isn't he like older isn't he old yeah <laughs> isn't he like at least 30 i think Next brown eight. is 20 he's only 28 okay but still what you think you're gonna go sign an eight-year contract somewhere like you, with your history you'll be lucky to get like four years you'll probably get like three yeah wow i did not see him say he wanted an eight-year contract like, what are you talking about pal I mean, I know Andrew Whitworth played till he was 40 this year and he was a stud, but offensive linemen just don't make it that long. Yeah. And I think you're seeing offensive linemen retire earlier and earlier, you know, on the average. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I don't know what that guy's smoking. Good player when he gets his head screwed on right, but um, I think his up and down nature, I, he'll be an interesting case study uh, in free agency to see what kind of contract he gets. Probably not from the Patriots. Um, Dante Hightower remains uh, unsigned. Jakob Johnson also, uh, he's restricted. Uh, they didn't tender him, which was, I guess, a little surprising, but not like super surprising. Uh, Jacoby Myers is also uh, tendered. I think they gave him a second round tender, um, meaning that if, if a team signed him, I think the Patriots get a second round pick from the team which signs him. Correct. Yeah. And then if nobody ends up wanting to sign him, uh, Myers for like would get three mil or something. Yeah. 3.9 million for for the year which is it's fine for mid middle like a slot guy i don't yeah. know and he's been steady enough i don't mind it I, that, you know it's a fine number for him um yeah i mean how do you feel about their offseason so far because i'm pretty much just like this team's gonna take a step back yeah i'm very concerned about the offensive line um, uh, the the Pats were a lot better with Trent Brown on the field last year than when he was off, so that's going to be a big loss. And then also, I mean, Gunner they didn't they didn't do anything with him. I don't believe he's a he's restricted, restricted free agent. Yeah, too. So, but they didn't tender him. I don't believe so. I think you're right. Um, that's another guy who was a he was a Pro Bowler what, two years ago is the returner. So I, the Mac Wilson trade, I liked the rest of these. This, you just, you lost JC, you lost Karras, you lost Shaq Mason. You're going to lose Trent Brown. That's a lot, a lot there. And Hightower not resigned. Man, I, I, and there's not a lot of cap space. Yeah, they created a little bit with with Shaq Mason and the Winovich a little bit because he was a higher pick than Wilson that year. But 
Man, I don't see a way forward. They, I bet they're banking on a big second-year jump for Mac Jones, who I know was good as a rookie last year, but it seems like a lot more is going to be put on his shoulders this year. Yeah. I think um, the one thing that can be said is that this free agency is not – it's not like last year where I feel like at the beginning of free agency last year, it was like names were flying. And I feel like that hasn't been you know, so much the case. I mean, there's been some, there's been some contracts and I'd say like a decent amount, but I mean, if you look at the people that are still free agents, there's some names out there, Von Miller, Bobby Wagner, Allen Robinson, Chandler Jones, Darius Smith just got released. Um, Miles Jack, Tyrion Matthew, uh, Stephon Jarvis Gibson. Landry. Yeah. There's, there's some guys available. Um, Will Fuller, I know he signed a one year deal last year. Um, so not time to push the panic button yet. Um, Cause I think that there are still some really good options at a lot of these positions out there. Um, you know, you can probably get like guys who had a down year, like Will, For- Will Fuller, I don't think had the best year. Um, Jameson Crowder couldn't have with uh, pretty boy over from balls to him in New York. <laughs> T Y Hilton. I know that he didn't have a good year because I picked him up in fantasy and it hurt me. Um <laughs> So I like the, there are guys, there are guys available and there are guys that can be had um, some positions less so than others, but you're right. This team needs to create some cap space. I think they can do it. I think I'm a firm believer that the cap is kind of crap. Um, I know that that's a little bit of a saying, but this team needs, they've got some holes to fill. The offensive line, I think on the whole has gotten worse. Um, your wide receiving core has stand stood still, um, which, you know, in a sport like the NFL, if you stand still, you're, you're actually going backwards. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, and like Nikhil Harry is going to walk out the door. Um, I guess somebody could steal Myers like that could happen. It's, it's, it's not the best mix there. Your tight ends, Johnny Smith, what is hogging up a bunch of money and kind of sucking ass. Yeah. Your secondary is pretty much shot at your linebacking core is weak. And I wouldn't call your defensive front like a force. You've got like some decent edge rushers and like, meh defensive linemen who like rely on bill belichick to scheme that up but this team has problems on both sides of the ball multiple areas on both sides of the ball that they definitely need judon to be healthy when he was healthy that defensive line looked really really good and you got some guys in the middle there that played pretty well but you're right there's there's a lot of names uh, still out there. Another one I saw the Pats linked to was uh, MVS. Who? Marcus Valdez Scantling. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. He's kind of old, isn't he? Uh, he's twenty-seven. You're kidding? I thought he was like low thirties. Nah, yeah, he's only twenty-seven. He's been, I mean, he's been with Green Bay and the whole time. Mm. So just he's had some problems with drops, but he's huge and pretty fast but he could and juju's out there too um yeah there's definitely some names out there but these wide receivers are getting stupid money when you got christian was it christian kirk getting that was dumb that was a dumb deal <laughs> 20 million a year or whatever it was is there's, he, he's there's, being like the top five highest yeah, paid wide receiver bad, in the league bad, bad contract real I bad mean, we saw last year there was all these wide receivers that couldn't get deals. I don't mind them waiting on the wide receiver position because I think there'll be some decent guys available. Um, I agree. 
I do think that linebacker and cornerback, there's less depth at those positions. You know, I think teams generally, when you find somebody, you kind of like to lock them up. So I would like to see more done there uh, or sooner than later. Wide receiver, I, I think that there's more guys coming out of the, the draft every year. I tried to find this article a while back that they're they're dumbing down route trees for for guys for wide receivers coming out of college, and that's why that you're seeing this kind of surge of young wide receivers really having a lot of success earlier in their NFL careers. Um, so I think that you know as more wide receivers just come into the league, they're going to be easier to find serviceable wide receivers. I'm fine with it. I, I don't really mind um, waiting on it, but they do need help at wide receiver. They can't stand pat with what they have. That's just, it's bad. It's bad. Yeah. Nelson Aguilar was a big miss. Um, See, I'm not, you, you, you've done a 180 on Nelson Aguilar. I yeah. think I'm interested to see what he does if they let Mac Jones open it up. Cause I don't think that they did. And I don't know. You watch a TV. I don't, I don't know the all 22 film. All I see is Nelson Aguilar run to the right, go off screen. Like, I don't know how much separation he's getting. I'm not how much attention he's getting on the field. Maybe he's the only one down there. Maybe he's always drawing the attention. Um, maybe he is, has a step, but they don't trust Mac to throw it and he's not allowed to. So I think I would like to see in a scheme where Mac can open it up, Mac can throw it downfield, what Nelson Aguilar looks like. Well, you're definitely going to find it this year because he ain't going anywhere. So. I, I hope you're right. Yeah. Uh, obviously, I don't have the special footage either, so I and see if he's if he's winning or not. But I guess you could say the same thing for Enkiel. Yeah. <laughs> except except he's so bad that people people go out of their way to say he's stinking and not getting open. <laughs> uh, every year this happened. It's been, last season they were like, oh, uh, a lot of teams are interested in Enkiel Harry. Like he's drawing up. Same thing again. I saw a report. Multiple teams interested in trading for Nikita. Yeah. Nobody. That's nobody wants him because he sucks. Nobody wants him, and it's it's just it's just PR propaganda by the Patriots, which like fine. You want to you want to put that out, help your team, whatever. But you know it. I know it. All the other teams know it. Nobody wants this guy. He sucks. Benny. Yeah. He. Yeah. He's brutal. He's slow. Yeah. yeah. So I, we'll see what happens. There's still time, plenty of time. I think that the Patriots also need to create some, some cap space, which is kind of hard. You know, on the surface, Bill has talked a while about the benefits of having a quarterback on a rookie deal and how you can spend money elsewhere. And I'll tell you, doesn't feel like I know that they did it last year, but it doesn't feel like they have a surplus of money. And maybe that's because some of those guys didn't really hit, but you know, it's like Judon hit and that's kind of it. I mean, Hunter Henry is Hunter Henry. He's fine. He's fine. He's a good red zone target, but I don't think he really stretches the field or gives you much to, before the red zone. I mean, are you really looking for a tight end? That's good that can stretch the field outside of like Mark Andrews and Travis Kelsey. No, but I think like, look at a guy like Uzama, like he was a factor, not just in the red zone. I think, I think that there are guys that aren't just red zone targets. It seemed like, I remember he had like 
11 catches and like six of them were touchdowns. It's like, okay. Like I, I would, I would like it if you gave us more. Yeah. That's yeah. fair. Um, and then John Smith is a bust. Some of the defensive linemen they signed just seem meh. I don't know. Yeah. After one year, it's, it's hard to evaluate, but I mean, you spend all this money in free agency. They did their wins did go up from the previous year, but you got to think that some of those signings were just made because they had all this money. And then now they're getting a little bit stuck because of some of them. Yeah. I also think that they didn't, they came right out of the gate last year. I mean, they were like the first day, remember it was signing pretty much every other signing was Patriots, Patriots, Patriots. And I think what sucks about the Nelson Aguilar one was that there were all these free agents who couldn't get deals last year, but because the Patriots went early and didn't read the market, which like is so uncharacteristic because I think that they didn't want to miss out like they missed the previous year, but they pay Nelson Aguilar. What a lot of people thought was a lot of money, myself included right out of the rip. And then you've got guys like Will Fuller coming off a good year, has to sign a one-year deal because he can't get one. Juju Smith-Schuster, same thing, has to sign a one-year deal. I just there were all these guys that couldn't find a job, and then so they'd sign these one-year stopgap contracts because there was just such a flood of the market for wide receivers. So I feel like that's a contract that hurts you. I think you did overpay a little bit across the roster. I mean, Judon lived up to it, but I don't know that. I just don't know that anyone else besides Judon lived up to those those contracts. Not that they were all bad, but yeah, I mean, fully living up to it, you give Judon it. I'd say Hunter Henry is close. Yeah. Um, and then uh, Henry Anderson, I think he, he was, did he get hurt? I think so. Yeah. Raekwon McMillan was a guy. Remember he, he's a guy they do get back. Um, remember he was a story in the yeah. off season. And then he like blew out his ACL, like first week of the preseason or something. Why am I blanking on the other wide receiver that they signed? Kendrick Bourne. Kendrick Bourne. He was good. Yeah. He was good. I'll give it to him too. He he lived up to the contract. He did. I I do think he played to his ceiling. I I I would be impressed. Surprisingly impressed. Like su- su- I'd be impressed and surprised if he repeated <laughs> or did better. If he did better, I'd be shocked. Yeah, I mean, I don't know how much I don't know how much better he could even uh, that was definitely his ceiling. Yeah. He's a fine like third receiver to me. He's Scotty Miller to me. And that's that's all he is. So Yeah, that's fair. And then yeah, where, where are you getting those other two? I mean, it's not having Aguilar's your number one, I guess. And then if you get Myers back, Myers you'd run back the same thing. I don't and and right now, I mean, it looks it looks worse because they haven't drafted, which I think. And you know, and, and even when they draft, you won't know what those commodities are. Like I remember, yeah. defensive line still didn't look all that short up. But then Christian Barmore, you know, he was pretty fucking damn good. Yeah, he was. You know, running back, you have James White going out. It's like, oh god, fuck, what the hell? You don't really know what Ramondre does. He comes in, he looks pretty fucking damn good. You know, Mac Jones, of course, that's the big question, but he looked pretty fucking damn good. They had a good year last year. But now you got the same thing. You got some more people walking out the door. JC Jackson, I mean, stud corner, just Stephon Gilmore. I mean, you didn't have him last season, but that's another guy who was on your roster at the beginning of last season. This team's got some holes. 
and another draft would go a long way. Another good yeah, draft. They got they got a hit. Yeah, they can't have another 2019 draft. So yeah, that'll that'll just it'll tank the whole team. At that point, you got to go for the full reset. 100%. Yeah, if they miss if they draft another high wide receiver and and it's uh, another miss like Enkiel then oof, am I then we'll see next next off season will be interesting with the team getting even older and losing all those guys. And some of these positions like like Devin McCourty's fine. Matthew Slater's fine. Like they're, they're, I know that what they bring from a a character and like a a team building standpoint like, like be there for the younger guys. Like I, I, I know that that's important stuff, but what's your plan? Just every like next off season, are we going to sign Matthew Slater for another year? And then Devin McCourty for another year? Like there's gotta be some solutions here and you got to start to replace those guys long-term, whether or not at those positions, but you know, like you talked about leaders at, you know, important positions, you need those guys. Dante Hightower is one that I think the expectation he's, he's gone. Who's going to be the next Gerard Maya? Who's going to be the next Dante Hightower? Yeah, well, I think that's I think that's what they're hoping for out of Mac Wilson that they just traded for. So <laughs> no shot. Big year for him. Yeah, we'll see. Uh, that that sounds like a Sean Wade thing where he gets traded. Everyone says, "Yeah, that's a position to need," and then we never hear it again. That that that's fully what I expect there. I don't know. You know, Belichick loves saving guys, so we'll, uh, I have a little more, little more hope for him than than you do. Yeah. Okay. Um. Well, that's all I've got for Patriots free agency. Um. I think by our next recording, we'll probably know a lot more. Probably be yeah, a lot league more. Yeah, opens tomorrow, so. Yeah, Marcus so Cannon also is a free agent. I would not hate bringing Marcus Cannon back. Sneaky. Yeah, not at all. That'd be a great, great pickup. But anyway, we'll see everyone next week. Thank you for tuning in and fuck Duke.